Yo, hey everyone, welcome back to the Power Hour podcast. So this week is a first. We're doing a Q&A, Ask Me Anything. So I often get asked questions, usually online via Instagram DM, and I try to reply to everyone. But I thought it'd be cool to yeah answer some of the questions here on the podcast. And today, for the first time, you're going to hear from my producer, Jack. So he's always here. He's always in the building, usually sitting in silence in the corner. But today... Jack is going to be on the mic asking me all of your questions. So, Jack, introduce yourself. Hey, everyone. This is weird. Yeah, it's great. Fun, I'm though. excited. This is cool. So, Jack's going to ask me your questions. This is the very first Power Hour Ask Me Anything. Jack, what have we got first? Okay. So, well, you had loads of questions about running and motivation. And I know you get asked this a lot anyway. Yep. So... For the record, what is your advice for getting into running and also staying motivated? Yes, you're right. So this was definitely one of the hot topics was around, yeah, how do you get into running if you've never been a runner before? And how do you stay motivated? You're always out there running, apparently, which, guys, I'm not. But I think if you watch Instagram stories, then it seems like I'm always running, especially at the moment, because, you know, it's marathon training time. So first part of the question, how do you get into running if you've never been into running before? I would say... Start off small. Don't think you've got to go out for an hour. Like, that's going to suck, you know? Just start off small and think, okay, maybe I can run for a minute, walk for 30 seconds. Run for a minute, walk for 30 seconds. And just try and, like, find a little loop in your park or something like that and start off with that. Also... If you love music, then make sure you've got headphones and a banging playlist because that's always going to help, you know, get the energy up, get the endorphins going. Uh, Maybe try rope a friend in as well, because if you commit to a friend and say, right, let's get together on Saturday morning and try and run, then A, you're not going to let them down because you've planned to meet them. And B, it's just more fun. So just get someone else who also thinks they're not a runner, partner up with them and just, yeah, just enjoy it. Don't stress out about how far you go or how fast you go or what you look like. That's the other thing. People go, oh, but, you know, I'm going to embarrass to see people like a dog walker. I'm like, don't worry about it. No one is looking at you. Um, So just, yeah, give it a go. And then when it comes to motivation, this is, I mean, even the word motivation, I feel like it's just become this thing. People are so bored of hearing like, oh, these are the top tips to stay motivated because it's just this kind of elusive, magical, force that we all think we're going to just get it one day and actually I think the reality is motivation is never there when you need it it's there when you listen to a podcast or read a book or read an inspiring interview and you're like you know what this has got me motivated but it doesn't last and actually I described it the other day as like a match and you know when you light a match it's like you, you see the flame it's a small flame you could blow that match out with one puff of air but if you drop that match onto a pile of logs, wood, paper, then you start a bonfire. So the motivation is the tiny, tiny little bit, but the actual the bit that starts the fire is the logs, right? So bear with me while I'm going off on this description. But what I'm trying to say is that motivation isn't really the important bit. It's the small bit. So sometimes you're going to have it. Sometimes you're going to feel it. Sometimes you're not. And that's okay. Don't think that, oh, if you're not feeling motivated, that you're just, I don't know, rubbish, useless. No, no one feels motivated all the time. But you just have to get 
away from that in a way and just forget about that and just decide that whether I'm feeling motivated or not, this is something that I'm doing now. Figure out, you know, why you want to do it, set yourself a goal and then just, yeah, just be real, be hard on yourself sometimes and go, you know what, I'm not feeling motivated right now, but this is what I want to do and these are the steps I know I need to take to get there and just get on, roll up those sleeves. You can do it. You can do hard things. Okay book recommendations yes this one came up a lot as well book recommendations i mean i read such a variety of different genres of books and i also listen to them on audible so the ones that i have pulled out are completely yeah different genres so first up is how to own the room by viv groskop so i've seen so many people reading this book i always spot the cover because it's pink and it's got bright red text and i always spot yeah the cover on people reading it on the tube or i see it poking out of the top of people's bags so maybe you've already read this book but if you haven't then i definitely recommend it it's basically about it's about public speaking but not in the sense of like what to say and like it's more about how to it's like how to become more confident how to value your voice and to kind of elevate what you are saying as opposed to just like here's how to write a good speech so yeah definitely recommend that book and the next one is love it or leave it by samantha clark she was a guest on the podcast just last week and i was reading the book in preparation to interview her and now I'm just recommending it to everybody because it's absolutely brilliant and I think for people who are in a transitional stage with their career or maybe they want to take that leap and start something of their own like create whether it's a podcast whether it's starting a new business there's just some really really good actionable practical things in there so yeah definitely recommend love it or leave it if you are looking for career advice the next one is a book that I recommend to everyone all the time. I've recommended it on this show before and it's called Can't Hurt Me by David Goggins, My Hero. People know that I am obsessed. I'm obsessed. I follow him online. I've listened to the book on Audible three times. It's just an amazing, incredible book, which is basically his life story. But alongside it is like all these lessons and tools and challenges and like mental challenges for you to try. So, yeah, Can't Hurt Me, David Goggins. I recommend you listen to it on Audible because after every chapter, there's like a little interview with him. that's like a mini podcast and oh, it's just amazing. So please download it. Do not wait. Get onto it. Uh, next up is What a Time to Be Alone by Chadira Egaru. She has also been on the show. She's so wonderful. Both of her episodes have been favourites of the listeners. So if you haven't already, then you need to get that book. Basically, What a Time to Be Alone is all about celebrating women, celebrating solitude, celebrating the idea of actually, you know, working on yourself, creating a life that you love for yourself. It's not... It's not just a book for women, I should say that as well. But yeah, What a Time to Be Alone by Shadira. Check it out. Two more, uh, Laws of Human Nature by Robert Greene. I think I've recommended this book before as well. What I should say about this book is it is long. It's huge. So if you've got a lot of time to commit, then get into that one. It's not an easy read, but it's worth it. It's about human psychology, human behaviour, understanding what we do and why we do it. I'm fascinated with it. It talks about the different emotions that we feel, the impact of our childhood and our parenting, everything from envy to anger to the why we 
marry the people that we marry, why we do the jobs that we do is fascinating. So yeah, if you want a very long read or a very long listen on Audible, then that is Laws of Human Nature by Robert Greene. And last but not least is Never Eat Alone. I don't know the author, I'm sorry, I forgot to write it down, but Never Eat Alone is all about networking and using, not networking in like the business sense, but just using the power of the people you're already connected to, relationship building. And that was a really good read. So Never Eat Alone, that is my final recommendation for great books amazing um that was by keith ferrazzi oh thank you jack you see amazing cheers okay so actually you mentioned chadira there Mm -hmm. she sent in a question yes um so chadira's question is if you were granted the wish to do one thing that you've always wanted to do for only one hour what would it be oh if I was granted the wish to do one thing, something I've never done before, right? Something that you've never done before that you've always wanted to do, but you can only do it for one hour. What would that be? Oh my gosh. Okay, I'm going to put it out there. I don't know if she meant it in this way, but I'm just going to go with it. If I could do anything, so I'm just going to inherit a skill that I don't already have. I can't play the piano, but I wish that I could. So basically, I would play the piano. I'd have the skills just magically to be able to play an amazing concert and I'd play the piano and sing along for an hour. That'd be amazing. Wouldn't it? Oh gosh, I'd love that. I'm always, yeah, I just always wish and hopefully in the future maybe I'll um, carve out the time to learn but that's one thing that I'm like, I just watch people play the piano in awe and amazement and just think what an amazing skill to be able to do and to be able to enjoy. And then you can write our own theme tune. Oh my gosh, yes, a jingle, (laughs) a jingle for the power hour. Stay tuned. (laughs) Okay, um, moving very different direction. How to overcome fear? Ooh, I love this question. As soon as I saw this question, I thought this is a juicy one. So fear is, I guess, you know, it's such a personal thing. Some people are afraid. In fact, apparently the top three fears, I think, are public speaking, spiders and heights so I definitely tick one of those which is spiders I'm not afraid of heights not afraid of public speaking uh, but I recently shared on Instagram one of my big fears which is swimming in open water and just swimming in general I'm a terrible swimmer never really learned to swim as a child and yeah I shared that online and the response was crazy actually so many people got in touch saying I'm an adult I can't swim either and you're not the only one and basically I've said that I'm going to commit this year to learning to swim and hopefully I'll be able to complete yeah a long distance swim in open water at the end of the year which is very scary for me so I think there's different parts to the fear I think one is the fear of actually physically you know the fear the physical sensation of being in water when open water and feeling out of control and like I'm not able to you know the safety aspect I think the second part of that fear was perhaps embarrassment you know sharing with people that I'm a 32 year old adult and I'm not I can't really swim that that's kind of that thing of people just thinking like what you can't swim and they're almost shocked and it's just yeah kind of you feel a little bit embarrassed Uh, but I think also when it comes to overcoming fear there's a couple of things one that I've read a lot about is about you know this aversion therapy and kind of saying put yourself in the position again and again and again because it just it brings it may, you can take control of the fear. So, for example, if you are afraid of public speaking and you avoid it at all costs, that fear grows because you magnify it. You're like, oh, my gosh, I could never get up and speak in front of people. That's terrifying. So, therefore, because you never do it, yeah, that fear just grows and grows. When actually, if you start small by thinking, you know what, I know I'm afraid of that. So, therefore, 
I'm going to push myself to do it. Just start small. Don't think, okay, the first time I speak, it's going to be in front of my entire company. Maybe think I'll speak and I'll present something in front of just four people and just go that way. So yeah, I think if it's a fear that you think you can overcome by yourself by doing those kind of things, then I definitely encourage you to do it. You'll never regret it. But if it's a fear that you think, actually, I can't overcome this on my own, then just reach out, you know, get help from someone. Like, for example, I'm getting swimming lessons from a coach. You know, I can't, if I just turn up at the pool every week and practice on my own, maybe, maybe I'd, you know, get a little bit better and build the confidence to get over that fear. But really, I think getting a coach, getting someone else to guide you, to help you, to teach you, to advise, to give you the confidence as well and to kind of give you positive feedback and say, you know what, you can do this. And, you know, I think that's really, really important. So, Don't be afraid to reach out, ask for help, whatever it is that you're afraid of and just, yeah, face it in whichever way works for you. Some people it has to be all or nothing. That's definitely me. I'm like, right, I've got to do it. Other people it needs to be slowly, slowly, bit by bit, less pressure. So depending on your personality, figure out which one works best for you. But as I said, you will not regret it. If you learn a new skill or put yourself in a position to get out of your comfort zone, you're you're only ever going to benefit from doing that. Okay, great answer. What's next? Um, Being a high performer, have you ever experienced burnout? And if so, how did you get back on track? Okay, another great question. I think burnout is something that... You know what? I think we all probably suffer from burnout at some point. It's just just to to what extent, you know? So I think burnout sometimes is described as this, you know, you've you've absolutely hit rock bottom. You can no longer get out of bed. You can't function. You can't open your eyes. You've got adrenal fatigue and you've hit, you know, that's it. Whereas I think actually that for some people, unfortunately, is where where it takes them. But I think we all, I think we all probably get mini burnout every now and again. Do you know what I mean? So for me, I definitely think that's what I get, probably like mini burnouts. So I'll have loads of things going on and I want to, and obviously I get up early and I'm training and I'm doing all these things. And I think it kind of builds up to a point where maybe after a couple of weeks, I'm like, wow, you know what? I actually just need to get into bed so early. I can feel it. It's like 5 p.m on a Saturday and I'm thinking about bed so that's when I know that okay you're doing too much if it's five o'clock on a Saturday and you want to go to bed I mean you got to get it together you know so I think yeah mini burnouts uh, I think addressing them and going you know what what can you take out of your schedule in the next seven days what's not essential because my thing which I'm sure lots of people can relate to is wanting to say yes to things wanting to show up for people wanting to over deliver go above and beyond but you're only one person you're human you can't do everything all the time so look at your diary over the next week or maybe two weeks and think okay what can come out what is not essential and I also heard this great piece of advice from a business coach that was listening to a podcast and they said when you're asked to do something, either, you know, it doesn't have to just be a work thing, personal, professional, just anything that you're asked to commit to. If it's like in two or three weeks time, often people will say yes, even if they don't really want to do it because they're like, oh, it's two, three weeks away. Sure. Okay, whatever. Fine. I'll do it. And they say yes. But when that day comes around and you're going to that event or you're going to that to do that project or whatever, you're thinking, oh, why did I say yes to this? I don't want to do it. So when you get asked to commit something, Instead of thinking, oh, it's two, three weeks away, think about if it was tomorrow, would you say yes? 
if you had to do that tomorrow, would you say yes? And I was like, okay, that is interesting because knowing that it's tomorrow might make me go, oh, actually, I really don't want to do that. Sorry, I can't make it. So that was something that I thought was really good as well. So look at your diary, look at what can come out and yeah, just don't overcommit to things out of obligation, out of feeling like it's hard to say no. It is hard to say no. I I think it's a British thing. It is hard to say no, but just practice it practice it be like a two-year-old be assertive two-year-olds just say no to everything so yeah say no and preserve a bit more of your energy and time to avoid burnout amazing okay biggest challenge during your first marathon was it physical or was it mental Ooh. okay two parts it was both it really was both i Training for my first marathon came at a, quite a difficult time physically for me. So I'm not sure many listeners probably won't know this, but I'd actually had a miscarriage about four months before. So when I started the training for the marathon, I really wanted to focus on something positive. I think from a mental, emotional perspective, I was probably low, you know, I was drained. Of course I was. And I think I needed a focus and I I think a mental focus for me was like I can focus on this positive exciting thing I'm going to train for my first ever marathon I'm going to raise money for charity and that's going to be my focus to shift my yeah lift my mood but then from a physical perspective you know going through a miscarriage means that you are very low in iron and it can take your body a long time to recover and it takes a long time for your hormones to recover as well so I went into I guess like a 15 week very heavy training uh, program, probably not at the right time yet for my body physically. So the race was very difficult. I mean, running a marathon is difficult no matter who you are, how many you've done before, running a marathon is hard. How how fast you run it, running a marathon is hard. This is what I say to people again and again when they think, oh, Adrian, you love running. I'm like, yes, but it is still hard. So it was hard physically because, yeah, as I said, I was probably quite low in iron. My hormones probably weren't completely recovered and I'd lost a bit of weight. So yeah, it was a struggle. And then emotionally, it was tough because I was running for a charity that's really, really close to, close to my heart. I was running for Epilepsy UK. And I really wanted to to achieve. I really wanted to do well. I think I put a lot of pressure on myself in everything that I do to kind of really challenge myself to do your best. You know, I've got this thing of like, it doesn't matter. Don't I don't compare myself to other people's times or anything like that. I just want to know that I did my best. But honestly, Jack, I got to mile 22. I saw my sister in the crowd. I saw her little beautiful face and my eyes just welled up with tears and I cried and I limped over to her and I was like, Aisha, this is so hard. This is horrible. And she, and people were shouting like, you're nearly there. And you're thinking, I am not nearly there. I cannot see the finish line. It is four miles away. Four miles. It's a long time when you've been running for hours. At, yeah. So, I mean, I'm not selling this very much, am I, to get people to sign up for the marathon, but it's the truth. It was hard. So I think, what was the question? Physical or mental? It was definitely both. But what I'd say was, it was still, still to this day, one of the most rewarding challenges I've ever done in my entire life. And in the last, say, 200 metres, when you start to get that energy from somewhere, God knows where, but you start to get this energy because you can see the finish line. And I have this little video of Jude, my son. He was five years old and they're in the crowd. And on the video, you can see me, you know, run into the finish and you can hear him shout, that's my mummy. And honestly, anytime I watch that video, I'm like, every step of that pain was worth it. <laughs> so, yeah, that's it. Oh, that sounds amazing. Maybe one day. Uh, biggest. Yes, Jack, hang <laughs> on. Could, what did you say? Uh, I said maybe one day. Maybe one maybe day. Maybe is the caveat. Okay. 
<laughs> okay, I'm gonna remember that. We've got it. We've got it recorded. Do not edit oh, that out. <laughs> um, okay, this is your final question for final today. Final question. This is a really great question. What is your biggest strength, and what is your biggest weakness? Oh, I love this question. This is like an Avengers thing, you know, <laughs> like your kryptonite. Okay, what is my biggest strength? What is my biggest weakness? Mm. obviously it's always easier to list all the things that you think are your weaknesses. So I'll start off with my strength. I think that my strength is communication. I love people. I love to talk to people. I love to ask people questions. I love to find out, you know, about them and their story and their life and who they are and what they do. I just ask questions. So I think that has probably been, yeah, my biggest strength because it's meant that I have had the opportunity to build relationships with a variety of so many different wonderful people. Honestly, I wish one day if I was to host a dinner party with like 30 or 40 or 50 guests of all of the different people in my life, it'd be such an eclectic group of people from different ages from like friends that are 20 to friends that are 50 to different industries and I just honestly I think my yeah biggest strength is communication bringing people together actually and just yeah being I love people so people my weaknesses oh my goodness so many I think one of my biggest weaknesses and I know I joke about this a lot on the show but being easily distracted is such a challenge for me. I know people will say, oh, we're in a digital world. We're all easily distracted. But I cannot describe to you, if somebody was to watch and you put like a secret camera above my desk and you were to watch me at work, trying to work at home, it's actually a joke. I'm so easily distracted. I will literally have to put my phone out of the way so I can't touch it. Then I sit down to do something that's on my to-do list and I will look out the window. Then I'll want to get a drink then I want to get a snack then I want to go to the toilet literally like a five-year-old so being easily distracted just means that for someone who I think from the outside sometimes people are like oh you're doing so many things and you're so productive and I have to do things structured I have to be productive because I know that left to my own devices I would actually achieve nothing nothing I just pick up the phone and call AJ so yeah being easily distracted is definitely a weakness Ah, uh, what else? I mean, there's so many things. I think um, I think something that I've got better at now, but definitely was a weakness in my 20s, was not backing myself and kind of thinking that in terms of, you know, when you, like, use, for example, using my voice on this podcast, obviously I was, when did I start this show? I was 30, 31, I don't know. But I feel like turning 30, I kind of gave myself permission to say, you know what, Adrienne, your opinion and your voice and your ideas, if you have a good idea, just back yourself that it's a good idea. You don't need five other people to validate it for you. And I think that's what I used to do is I'd say, oh, I think this is a good idea. Let me just see what this person thinks. Let me just ask my sister. Let me ask my agent. Let me speak to Jack. Let me, you know, I'd kind of just, I need five people to tell me, yes, Adrienne, you're right, before I'd say, oh, okay, cool, guys, thanks. And actually, you know, in life, I think we all, we, you know, it's a tribal thing, right? We want to be part of the tribe. We want people to approve. But actually, sometimes things are quite divisive. And some of the things that I truly believe and practice now are actually quite divisive. So I just have to back myself and stop, yeah, seeking validation and approval from others, being like, come on, guys, tell me that this is good. Like me, love me. Yeah, um, I think I'm getting better at that. So that's my two of my weaknesses. Well, what do you think, Jack? Uh, well, I was gonna, I was about to say that was great, but then you don't need me to validate that. So, uh, <laughs> validate me, <laughs> thank you. Okay, so that was the final question. Yes, indeed. You know what? I loved that. I really hope that the listeners. I mean, let us know if you're enjoying this. Ask me anything 
episode because if you are then we can do more of them because Jack's here I'm here maybe we could do it once a month ask me anything and yeah obviously if all the questions if there's a lot of similar questions then we're just going to club it together as one but if you have a really specific burning long question then please slide in send it to me on Instagram it's at Adrienne underscore LDN for London thank you so much for listening and as always if you have two or three minutes to spare today please go over to iTunes rate and review this podcast it really really does help to book new guests and to grow the show and to reach more listeners which is essentially my mission my mission is to reach as many people as possible with the power hour so please help me on that mission and if you've got a question for next month's ask me anything then yeah hit me thank you so much Jack for being on the show today absolute pleasure looking forward to doing it again yes and thank you so much for listening have an awesome week see ya life is full of what ifs some awesome like what if AI could fold your laundry and some well less awesome like what if you have unexpected medical costs United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you.